I'm Dwayne Brummett, he's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome to School Owner Talk. Allie, great to be with you, sir. That's good to be with you as well. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you again. I I uh, was uh, driving in my car this morning, had to drop my wife off at work. Long story short, I had to bring my son, my car, take his car all the way back. I drove yesterday like five hours, you know, two hours one way and three hours coming back to get his car because it wasn't working right to bring it to our mechanic uh, because they're the ones that had it last. Anyways, long story short, I... Uh, um, we had to drop my wife off at, at work today and use her car. And, and as I was driving on the way back home, I was listening to something that we're talking about, um, you know, long life longevity and connections, you know, having, having best, like obviously your partner is your first connection, your first, yeah. uh, um, you know, group of, of, of a person or people, but then sure. your, your friends, how important having your friends are. So yeah. I knew you were out to breakfast with your, with your, uh, buddies today. Yeah. So I wasn't yeah. going to call you, but I did call Kenny uh, Bigby, our friend, had to leave him a message yeah. though, because I was just going to tell him, you know, Hey, look, I appreciate our friendship. I, we don't talk all the time. Um, you know, we all actually reach out to each other when we need something, but we probably yeah. should reach out to each other when, when we don't need something, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're right though, dude. It, it's so like, I think you and I are very, we express, we've always expressed how appreciative we are for each other in our relationship. I, you I know, think you do a better job than I do, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's good. I, I don't normally do a great job at expressing my emotions on that. So that's good to know. Thank you for that. But, uh, but you know, what's interesting is like, there's a new show, by the way, talking about health. You might like it. It's called 101. I'm watching it. Plus. Yeah. With the blue zones and all that. Yes. And, and um, there was another one prior to that, which literally is almost identical. It almost seems like the script from Netflix are following the same locations, but with a different set of actors. So the one before that was with Zac Efron. And the guy who wrote the book, um, uh, I think it was all about veganism. He's a very famous author, but he's on the show with them and they talk about health. But you're right, though, in every one of the countries that have the highest life expectancy, one of the major factors is family support and community. And I find that to be interesting. I, I kind of feel, I don't know if I, I was feeling yesterday a little isolated from the martial art industry, not necessarily anyone's doing with just me, the way I think. And sometimes I watch what people post and I disagree. And I'm almost at the point where I'm like, I don't even know if I want to comment or be involved or see it anymore. So I have a bunch of people that I just snooze on Facebook that I don't get to see their posts for 30 days because it frustrates me. It's tough, right? It's, it's, it's a pain in the neck. Well, I know we're getting off topic, but real quickly on, on brand here with what we're speaking about right now. Um, I, I broke one of my, by the way, uh, you can go on schoolundertalk.com. You can go in the search section and just type in social media rules. We did a podcast on social media rules, but I broke one of my social media rules, not knowing that I, I mean, I kind of knew it was going to break it, but you know, that post I did on Sunday afternoon that you commented and you said that, yes. uh, 
Uh, yeah, I talked to my daughter about this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, have I been getting slammed uh, really? on that post? Yeah, it's been very interesting. And this one lady, I just said, you know, I go, I think if we were to get together and, you know, talk face to face, we probably would agree on more things than we disagree on. Yeah. Because well, it was getting, I, it was getting pretty bad. You know, it's interesting. Uh, speaking of that, which is kind of almost on topic, uh, you know, for our podcast, I, um, I just recently wrote a letter for the unprepared, right? It's an, un it's called the unprepared letter and it's a really nice letter. And it talks about showing up to class unprepared. Now you would think that you wouldn't have to say that or explain that or, you know, threaten, I, I don't know, because it's not threatening letter, but it's just like, listen, we can't help your kid if you show up without your uniform or if you show up without your fighting gear on sparring week. So the last three weeks we've been doing sparring classes, right? So they have to bring their gear every day to every single class. It's, it's in week two. We have a three-week cycle. Um, and 50% uh, of my people come prepared. The other 30% are unprepared. And then the last 20% don't need they're not at the belt level that requires sparring gear yet, which is beginner. And when they get to white, then they get it. So, but I'm like amazed. I walk out in the lobby. I'm like, parents, you've got to help me help you. Like, I don't know what else to do. We advertise, we tell you on Facebook, on, on uh, Instagram, on our website, on our app. Uh, I text message, I push notification, I email, and we have a monthly calendar. Like, what else can I do other than possibly come into your house, loading the gear for every one of my students and then driving your kid to class? So but but it's funny, like I equate it to um, if I were to take a guitar lesson and go to the guitar instructor's office and he gives me a guitar and then I play on his guitar and then we're all done with the lesson. He takes it back and hangs it on the wall or puts it in the case and I go home. I have no guitar. I don't practice with my equipment. Like, where do you think I'm going to go? It's going to be just a every week repeating the same stuff with no practice. Yes. You know, so I wonder like why people don't quite get the concept that they, a little responsibility and preparation goes a long way. Right? Well, you want to know how to solve that problem? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. So we don't, our, our uh, beginners don't spar. Uh, they don't, we don't have them spar until intermediate level. So that means that they've been in the program for a full year. But that being said, once they get to that three month uh, belt before their intermediate belt. Yeah. Okay. So three months ahead of time, they have to purchase the sparring gear. Right. And have to start bringing that bag with the sparring gear in it every single day to class, mm. even though they're not even going to use it. Right. Because they don't use it until they get into intermediate class. Right. And right. that's part of their responsibility. And we have responsibility strikes, which we've talked about before. Yeah. And then even though in the intermediate class, we're not sparring on different days, you know, we, there's some days that we do, some days that we don't, we make them bring it every single day. Right. Right. Yeah. So I agree with you. And that's why I wrote this letter. And I'm like, that's why I did three weeks. But I hear what you're saying. You almost eliminate what I'm doing because you're, it's every day anyway. So yep. like one, once they hit white belt, they're required to buy sparring gear and, um, and then they bring it and we have a calendar and it says, you know, week one sparring and grappling week two bow and Tomfa sigh and whatever. Um, and all they have to do is look at the schedule and grab the equipment. If they don't own the equipment, they just have to buy it. And then they got to know when to bring it. 
Um, I don't think people are taking the time to prepare. And then there are those parents that don't tell their kids intentionally because they want them to be unprepared so that we yell at them and teach them how to be prepared. But really, that's kind of like it's almost like it's a defeating cause because the kids don't care that they're unprepared because there's no penalty. And um, the parents are annoyed at them. We're annoyed at them. And the kids lose motivation. So well, I think that's this- where you, you need to have a penalty if you don't. Yeah. I mean, that's well, I where really- we have those penalties. Yeah. I did this letter and my my um, uh, team member, Ryan, my head instructor, he said, oh, man, I'm just not looking forward to dealing with the. It, do you think it's even worth it? You know, because people are just going to be mad. And I go, if they're mad at us because we require, they know that they're required to have it. And they're mad at us because they're unprepared. And we're telling them they need to be repaired. Something is wrong here. Right. So do we want them as students? Like, do we, I watched the mat yesterday. I was home my day off and I watched and like, you know, good 50% of the people didn't have their equipment. So he started handing out letters. Like finally he's like, his his fear of getting people mad yelling at him were superseded by the fact that they all showed up unprepared again. And so he started giving out letters. And I'm hoping that this will change things because look, when I was coming up, if I didn't have my stuff, like if I forgot my gi pants and went to the dojo all the way into Queens, my teacher, go home. Would go, okay, you can't work out in your jeans, go home. Yep. I would be, yep. I would say, I get it. I, I know it's my fault, right? I had a friend who went to Japan, forgot a pair of gi pants and um, hit the teacher just said, you can't train, go to Tokyo tomorrow and buy pants. And he ended up having to pay 300 bucks for a pair of pants and had to spend a whole day walking around Tokyo looking for them. And uh, he learned his lesson, but my teacher wouldn't make, he wouldn't even loan him a pair. I'm, I don't know if he had one, but he was like, not doing it. You know, your fault, not mine. But we live in a different society nowadays. So, but I, I would just say, you know, uh, cons- consider adopting the the, the uh, responsibility strikes. So that's all. Yeah. That, that's yeah. all I'm saying. I like that. Awesome. So today um, we said our topic. You want to say something else? Just real quickly, I was going to say. So back to the blue zones, right? Yeah. Uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, I did a. I was on um my, my, uh, my pastor's podcast for his church. And we were talking about health and wellness and we were talking about those blue zones. Um, and he asked me if I was familiar with them and yeah, I said, absolutely. And we talked about them even back then, but fast forward now to what that show you're talking about on Netflix, super great show. Yeah. It got me in a conversation and here's the reason I bring this up because of you. It got me in a conversation with my wife. I go, it'd be interesting to eat vegan for a month. And yeah. see what that does. Yeah, and she just kind of looked at me like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." And I and and you know, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I can give up meat, but uh, I I know I could because then I came from the aspect that said, "Well, you do know, you do realize that prior to the flood, when God created the earth, everybody was a vegetarian up yeah. until and after the flood. It was on, only until after the flood that God said, okay, now you can eat meat,' uh, like right. you were eating plants." So um, there, there definitely is something I know about just being vegan. So anyways, well, I well, thought you'd get a kick out of that. We get, we get a, uh, a product mailed to our house every other week, and it's a three meals fully vegan by a company called Green Chef. And if you ate, like we cook it, it's not like prepared in a container. You have to actually cook it, but they give you all the ingredients, the sauces, the seasoning, and then the recipe, and then you make it. 
you have to bake it and broil it and fry it and whatever it is. And uh, it's vegan meals that if you ate like that, you would have no, in my opinion, I, I'm a vegan. So I, I'm kind of skewed just like I'm a martial artist. And I think the martial arts would save the world. Um, right, my right. ex, my ex used to tell me just because you think that doesn't make it true. But um, being a vegan, I see from a different paradigm or paradigm. Just kidding. Um, but uh, you would say to yourself, wow, it's so flavorful and interesting and filled with nutrients and proteins and all that other stuff. If you eat it, I think when people go vegan, they do two things. And this is not a vegan topic. So don't, no, we don't lose people. But um, <laughs> when people go vegan, they eliminate meats and, and fish or whatever it is, but they replace it with the same stuff they've been eating and just make it boring. So they eat more pasta. They end up gaining weight. They, you know, they eat a lot of supplementary foods that are prepared meat type foods that are not necessarily the best foods to eat all the time. You know, they're good for specialty dinners, but, um, but when they, if they learn to cook vegan, oh my God, it's, it's insane. By the way, whoever's listening, if you want to join my group, I have a group on, on Facebook called Vegan Ninja Chef. And we talk about, it's not a, a meat eating bashing page. I right, just you never me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just talk about, you know, people who want to maybe eat vegan, even if they want to just incorporate a few vegan meals into their diet here and there. And I'm always sending pictures of my food that I cook and people are like, wow, that looks really good. Like, what was that? What is that? And, and so on. So it's a good way to, to go. It's a healthy, I'd I'd love if you need help, you let me know. And we'll, well, I know who to turn to. Yeah. Yeah, Last thing I'm going to say on that topic is, uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe that now Arnold Schwarzenegger is either a vegetarian right. or a vegan. I forget. I think it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of celebrities that are. The only unfortunate thing is they're they're big, like, I'm a vegan. Look at me. Two, two months later, they're back to their normal diet, right? Like, so. You no, know, I think in an interview, he was talking about how much it made him feel so much better. Yeah. Um, he wasn't having the aches and pains. And uh, and I, I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth, but I, yeah. I think it's something like that. So well, I can tell you this. I, um, I never felt a difference. Like I went from vegetarian. Well, no, I went from eating meat and everything you could, that was slow moving, right? That was how I was raised to, um, to eliminating red meat, then eliminating pork and things like that. Then just chicken, then just fish, then just dairy, cheeses, eggs and stuff. And not until I eliminated those and went full vegan I did not feel a difference. Like I didn't say, Oh, I feel much cleaner now that I'm not eating meat or chicken or fish. I never felt a difference until I got rid of. And for me, it was probably my own body eggs. I could eat an egg in the morning and be full until midnight. That's how the egg would sit there and, and bother me and so on. So anyway, when I eliminated dairy and eggs and cheeses, that's when my body felt different. That's the only, I can't say like it was, wow, each time I eliminated something, I felt stronger, faster, better. It didn't work that way. And once a full, and by the way, the only way it happened was I got to go to England and my good friend is a martial arts school owner. And he, he set, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. He set me up with two beautiful girls that were his students. And they toured me together, toured me around all of England. And one of them was a vegan chef. And I was a vegetarian at the time. And she's like, well, why don't you just go vegan? And she took me to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant and uh, Jamie Oliver's where they had a lot of vegan supplies. And I'm like, yeah, why don't I just go full vegan? And I did. And and it's been that way for, I think it's 18 years now. Okay. 
Yeah, so big difference. So when you're ready, well, let's. Uh, so uh, I know Anthony Arango just wrote, um, who's my buddy? So he's always busting chops. He writes, uh, I'm enjoying the talk that we are having while I'm eating my pastrami sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not really what the talk is about today. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're talking about finishing the last four months of the year like a yeah. rock star. Um, so we've got September. This is the beginning of September right now. So we have September, October, November, and December. Those are the four months that we're talking about. Yeah. And, and, and really, I don't know about you, um, it's really, for me, only about three and a half months. Actually, maybe right. uh, three uh, three months in one week, just because of the amount of times that we do yeah. close between then and now. So right. um, I, how do you want to kick off our, I know we, we kicked everything off the wrong way with talking no. about everything else. But no, anyway, so that's good though. We had, we had about 15, 20 people listening and it's down to like one now. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, we only lost like one or two. Um, maybe it was the vegan topic or maybe they just signed in to see what we we're talking about and got the hell out of there. But I, I think there's two areas, right? And then we could talk about both and, and get your opinion on both is that one is um, student count and student number growth. That Because that's really always a school owner's main focus. Like I want to get 50 more um, by the end of the year, 50 new students, right? While that's amazing, um, I think you also have to in tandem or watch them separately, but not let them in, get involved and, and change is the financial aspect of it all. Right. Cause I've had so many students that I would clients that I would coach and they would be like, uh, I need, I lost people. I need people. And you get caught up in this revolving door of like, you're excited and happy because you just got a bunch of new people. Then you lose people because they quit, go back to college. They renew, they don't renew. And then you're back down and your motivation wanes. But really I've had some clients that they've grown financially the entire time. They stayed static as far as memberships go. So there, so what is most important? That's the thing that we have to determine, or is it both or is it one or the other, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, don't, I mean, they are both important. Right. Right. But where, like, where would you put, where would you put the importance on first? Well, here's the thing. I, I think that if you look at it from a different point of view, I think Starbucks doesn't measure its success based on how many cups of coffee it sells. Right. So they might, you know, be down in coffee that month, but up in revenue because they sold way more milkshakes or cookies or donuts. So I think that sometimes when we look at our schools, we're only thinking of student numbers. And that could be a vicious cycle that we get caught in and it really hurts us. So I think that we have to really watch our numbers, financial numbers, and then say to ourselves, wow, last year to date, I made this, right? So I'm like 35% ahead this year financially than I was at the same time last year. So if I close out, I'm going to close out an extra thirty-five, forty, fifty thousand dollars more than last year, which is good. Stays on track. Yeah, as long as I stay on track for the next four months. So I have certain numbers that I want to hit financially. Okay, but but then is that that's gross profit that you're talking, right? We're not talking net. You're talking um, that you're ahead right now, gross profit wise. Right, but I'm not body slamming what you're talking about. No, no, no. I, I know exactly what you're saying. You know our but, expenses, everybody's expenses have gone up. Yeah, well, uh, we definitely went up our expenses. You know, the the typical expenses: oil, gas, you know, water, heating. You know, those things. But compared to, like, I'm at a stage in my life 
where my building is paid in full. So I pay myself rent, you know, so that goes into a separate corporation, right? So I'm still at a, like right now, the way my school is running, even if COVID hit again, I'd be at a good profit range with, with less, much less students because I don't, it doesn't take me a lot other than some payroll to maintain my numbers and I'm right. at a good profit. So I'm at, you know, at a really good net profit. Um, but that's the thing you see, I don't think people know that. And that's a big problem. They don't understand what their overhead is, what their net, you know, what their net income is, what their gross income is. They don't understand that. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would, I would venture to say that most of us don't yeah. get that. I, I, I would say, but see, that goes back to the, the boring or non-sexy part of this business that none of us got into it for, and that's knowing your numbers, right? Right. Right. But you know what's funny? When I went to the Spark event and they asked people who knows how to read a profit and loss statement, only three people held their hands up. Now, you might not need to know the whole form and how to read a P&L, but at the same time, you need to know what you're doing financially like and, and understand the finance numbers, right? So um, I think that's, that's my takeaway from this closing out. Um, I'd say learn your numbers better and learn how to lower your overhead while gaining extra income. Because for every percentage you lower your overhead, that's the percentage that you grow, hopefully, in net profit, right? Because you're already making your expenses. You're paying your bills. Now, if you lowered your overhead, that's 10% more profit. Because by lowering your overhead, you don't bring in more, more expenses. Okay, but how are you lowering your overhead? Um, it could be in numerous ways, right? I think it could be number one, paying down high debt loans, paying off high debt credit cards, paying off high interest loans and credit cards, um, negotiating on a regular basis, which I do every quarter. I negotiate all my bills and try to get them lowered, like my cable, TV, telephone, um, you know, a wireless internet. I negotiate. I try to save money. Like, for example, in my home in Florida, I was paying $240 a month for internet um, telephone because it's a package. You have to buy them all together and television. I switched to wire uh, ver, uh, T-Mobile wireless. It's like a six inch, a 10 foot, 10 inch little box. That's a wireless internet for 40 bucks a month. So I went oh, wow. 220 to $40. That's a humongous difference. Yeah, And who needs, who needs television? Cause I could watch it on my smart TV. Who needs a telephone in the house when I have my cell phone anyway. And that's, I don't even answer that home phone, you know? So like all of these things are so much different, but anyway, so finances to me is a very important, but let Sensei Rango, he's on fire right now, man. He can't stop typing. He wrote, um, he does a dodgeball tournament every month, $20 per student, but free if they bring a friend. Uh, August is 60 participants, 21 new kids, signed up six already. Amazing. Um, applaud you for that. You're awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, the next thing he said, he raised his prices, $30 for single students. We just talked about it, him and I, the other day about that. And he he had an analogy that his his girlfriend told him, which really stuck in my head. His girlfriend said to him, I pay more than uh, for one haircutting, like a dye and a haircut on my hair, than your students pay for a month of tuition. Like, why are we so inexpensive? And he's like, yeah, and he just raised his tuition. Um, so he has it there for like a family plan and so on. 
And then um, he's doing other things like reactivation flyers, offering one month plus to two private lessons when they come back. So what basically he's doing, he's in the game right now. He's like going, he's on what they call a student drive. Like he's focused on bringing new people through the door. So many people don't take this initiative. And that's probably three things out of 25 that he's going to end up doing because I know him and he's so motivated. So like, you know, I, I when I went to the Spark Convention, I sent, they said, hey, we want to make you guys all money because you paid money to come. And he, they gave you like a format for a text message. So in my head, I'm going, it's just a stupid text message. It's not going to bring much response. And it was just basically like, hey, would you like to have your kids have a better school year? If so, we're offering one free of uh, free whatever of martial arts for me, one free month. If you're interested, say yes. And I sent out, I sent out 500 and got like 15 or 20 responses. Some of them were, hey, I moved. We no longer live in your area. But the other ones were like, yes, let me know. And then I sent them the link to sign up for the trial. And I got like five to seven trials scheduled from just a one text message with only 500 that were in a database that I was doing nothing with. Now I have another 2,800, I think, or 3,800 more to go through in cycles of 500. And I got to do it all within the next week because it's back to school now for us. Right. Yep. Yeah. Now, when did school start? After Labor Day or right before? Um, I No, not before. We're starting some this week, some next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what are you doing marketing wise? What are you doing to, to kill it? Like what, what's going on? Yeah, well, uh, we're redoing what we did and we've already talked about this in a past episode, but we were doing what we did last year with regards to national martial arts appreciation month. That's going Maybe. real good for me, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Great idea, Dwayne. And uh, it's killing well, it, was Mr. Bean. it was my head instructor who came up with the idea. And then we, yeah. we ran, we were actually going to run it the year that, uh, the year after COVID, um, and then we didn't do it just because we we're like, yeah, I don't know that we're going to get a lot of people in. And so we actually ran it last year and learned some things. Right. We had, I think, 66 people uh, actually do it. Um, I don't know, 10, 12 of them, whatever, signed up. And then by this time, so signed up last year, we have like four or five of them that are still with us. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? Not a not a good ratio, meaning that we didn't keep them as many. But I mean, I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know what, though, um, we're, we're, we just started it. We're doing handouts. I got sponsors for the T-shirt like you and I talked about. So our T-shirts that we give away for every person that brings in a trial member to come with them, they get a free shirt. Um, that's paid for. I got almost $1,250 in sponsors on the back. So all the shirts are going to be paid for. So now it's just a matter of building the hype and getting people through the door on the buddy week and during the month. And, and, you know, also using it as a positive way to reinforce why martial arts is so good for people. Yeah. Right? So, so, but that's one campaign you and I are currently doing at this moment for September. So what other things are you going to be doing? Um, you mean from now until the end of the year? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in, in, uh, obviously November into halfway into December, we do our karate for Christmas. So that's always been a big seller for us to a certain degree. So we'll advertise the karate for Christmas again. Um, basically that is two months, uh, for two months of karate and a free uniform for what is it? $69, mm -hmm. you know, and then of course, once they come in, we've got a, uh, an orientation class that we do before they actually come into the real class. Right. That way we can get them, uh, get, get a chance to meet them one-on-one, -on -one. not one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. but more one-on-one -on -one and that type of stuff. So, 
Um, we've got that going on. Um, we also, like you do, we have our holiday sales that'll be happening come um, November. I'm trying to think of the months here, uh, starting in November with, with different holiday sales, those type of things. And then October, uh, of course, you know, I'm going to plug yours, but uh, Halloween passes, getting the Halloween passes yeah. from you so that your clients can hand those out will be, you know, really, really important. Um, and then I invested into um, a martial arts brand ambassador product. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting that together. And basically the nuts and bolts of and I'll have more info later on on how it's going to work, but okay. I'm, I'm, I'm putting together a zoom with um, 20 of my top clients mm -hmm. at our studio and introducing this to them and asking if they will be a brand ambassador for the studio. And basically what it is, is asking them to do one, at least one weekly post, but they can do as many as they'd like, Yeah. but they'll have their own link that will be follow them. And so every time they post, they'll get, you know, uh, uh, 50, uh, like a 50 to 50 points every time they post. Mm -hmm. um, and then after so many points, I'm, I'm coming up with like different prizes. But right. you know, after 500 points, they'll get a, a, a TriStar coffee mug. After a thousand points, they'll get something else. Um, and basically, you know, I'm going to encourage them to take a picture of their kid doing martial arts on the floor write a little something and use, you know, use that uh, link and uh, put that on their social media and also tag us. I love it. And so um, my hope is to create some brand ambassadors for our schools. And then once we kind of get the first 20 people on board and get them acclimated, um, you know, then we can, what we can do is we can then, okay, how are we going to onboard like when we onboard people, when is the right time to introduce them to the brand ambassador mm. uh, part of TriStar? I don't know that it's immediate, even though I know that the, the most excitement happens when you're a white belt. And, and But I don't know with, with everything else that they're learning and yeah. trying to figure out navigating. I don't know that the brand ambassador part needs to be right at the very beginning. So, And, you know, going back to, um, well, brand ambassador, going back to our Martial Art Appreciation Month t-shirt, you don't really know how many people will support you unless you ask. And and uh, I talked about that one time I was looking for an acting job and I mentioned it in class. And one of my students was like, hey, you like the soap opera Guiding Light? And I'm like, I don't know. He goes, how'd you like to be on it? And I said, oh, I'd love to. Okay, I'll put your, give me your headshot. I'll put it on the desk tomorrow. I'm the casting director. Like he he was the final straw, like, and I never would have thought of asking. So what, what I mean by that is like, we should ask our people, like, you know, ask them to help us, like maybe get brand ambassadors, maybe get people to sponsor those t-shirts. Like it was easy within one day, I had like almost 1200 and something dollars in sponsorship to pay for the cost of the t-shirts and the parents of the companies and the students, they were like on it. Like they had no care in the world. They wanted to help. They wanted to be a part of it. They were felt honored to be asked. And I think a lot of times just the school owners out there, we don't ask. We're afraid to ask. We don't think to ask, you know, things like that. Well, I just got done listening to a book by uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. It's called Be Your Future Self. And, um, you know, one of the things that he talks about in that book towards the latter chapters is, um, 
you know, asking, speaking out loud, asking what you want, you know, ask people, tell people what you want. And then people will start to rise up and help you get, get the things yeah. that you want. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, well, I don't think I know that sometimes school owners are embarrassed to ask, like I said, start a referral program. That referral program, you mentioned the brand ambassador, that's part of a referral program, right? That's that's part of one leg in the referral referral program. Yeah, and and like uh, the like the coffee mug is not just going to be a TriStar coffee mug. It will be with our logo, but there'll also be another logo on the other side that will be uh, it'll say TriStar brand ambassador. Right. You know. So I mean, it's personalized for it's not just the regular coffee mug that everybody else gets. You know that everybody okay. else can purchase. It's, right. it's it's a brand ambassador coffee mug. Right, I love yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? All of yeah. those things. And so, yeah. um, I think here's the whole philosophy behind this: is other parents are going to be interested in what other parents are doing right. for their kid. Right. I can post all day and put pictures up all the time and run ads, and those are good, and I should. But you know, when I got Johnny's mom doing it and Sally's mom doing it and, yeah. you know, Katie's mom doing it and, you know, little, little, uh, George's mom do like, you know what I mean? There's, yeah, there's check, out, check out this idea. I'm going to share this with you. I, I I've done this in the past. I mean, 20 years ago, um, you know, the step signs, the, the stake signs that you see on the side of the road, they're metal frame and the, yep. the you know, the plastic, um, I've seen it where every time you turn around, people have, you know, elect so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. They're a fan of, you know, whatever person they're trying to get elected, they stick it on their lawn. Imagine you got a hundred of those signs made and you gave them to all of the families that are behind you. They don't have to take them if they don't want, but everyone takes a sign and sticks it on their lawn. My kid does martial arts at www.blank for one free month. Boom. And now every single person in your dojo, a hundred people or whatever, let's say have that sign. Imagine the kind of awareness that that would create and, and, you know, get people to think, Oh, I didn't know Johnny does it. And wow, all my neighbors have these signs. This must be the school to go to. Right. You and, know, so yeah. And I was going to say, just because that sign is in the, uh, in the lawn, they may not be prompted initially because of that sign but that sign goes oh all right that's tristarkarate.com you know like for me yeah yeah and then then they see the ad on facebook oh that's that's yeah. tristarkarate.com and then exactly. oh they see it in a google search or like i mean there's just so there's so many touches that need to happen that's just one more way to have that touch happen right and yeah and and by the way like i had talked to a few of my clients over the last few days and my theme is the next four months like the real question is, you have to ask yourself, what are you doing or are you going to do that you haven't done in a while or aren't doing right now? So I, I just read some quote on probably Facebook. It said something about, I think I might have even posted it. Let me see. But it was about action, taking action, right? You know, and what you're going to do now will, as you and I have always said, results in, you know, in leads in a month or so. Like, so what is it that you're doing? Most people don't even take that time to figure that out and take little steps. It's like with you and health and fitness, right? And diet, they have to start somewhere, right? Well, okay. So I'll give you this, for instance. I, I, I had a phone call on uh, Sunday, no, Saturday. Saturday with a classmate of mine. We graduated the same year. Mm -hmm. 
um, April of 2021, she reached out to me about program, about doing the program and losing weight. She said it was too expensive. Right. Right. So she contacts me this past week. We set it up, have another health assessment with her. Um, she, at the time of our original health assessment, she was 300 pounds. Okay. She started following me. She started, you know, doing some of the things that I suggested on my Facebook page. She actually uh, lost 50 pounds, has gained 10 pounds back. So she's 40 pounds down. So now she's 260. Well, she reaches out to me again. And we talk again. And we're supposed to have a follow-up this Friday. Now, of course, that's not a guarantee, right? Right. So keep that in your mind. Mm -hmm. Just this morning, I had a follow-up with another lady who's actually a relative through my wife. This is her second health assessment. Her original one was about a year ago. Mm -hmm. She needs to lose about 20 to 30 pounds and she just can't do it on her own. Right. So I have a follow-up with her on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. We went over everything. She wants to talk to her husband. And then I just had, well, let me just go with those two. So think about that. Uh, I'm consistent with yeah. my posting. I'm consistent with my right. advertising, right? Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, them seeing it over and over and over, they're now reaching back out to me. I can't guarantee that either one of them will do it. But since they spent the time with me, I'm almost positive they're going to try it out for a month. Yeah. And so I say all that to, and then I had another health assessment this morning where I taught her kids 18 years ago. Wow. And, you know, she, I'm, I know she reached out to me because she knows me and, and she'll probably end up doing it, but you know, it's, it's a consistency over and over and over yeah. again. So people need to see that you're consistent when you add, you know, in my case, you know, calling them brand ambassadors, when you add those brand ambassadors, they're seeing consistency on other people. Yeah. You know, you add in the lawn, um, um, things that you're talking about, the yeah. political signs that, yeah. you know, the Step ad signs. Yeah, that's just another uh, opportunity for them to see that consistency over and over time yeah. and time again. Yeah, the, the quote that I wrote was six months of, I didn't write it, I, I stole it. Um, six months of focus and hard work can put you five years ahead in life. Don't, understand, don't underestimate the power of consistency and desire. So, I, I mean, I look at that and I go, okay, like where, where as school owners do we stop? Like when do we get complacent and we start sitting back and getting like, Hey, I've been doing it. I've been working so hard. Like, look, I didn't get to where I am and survive for 32 years by resting on my laurels, like just sitting back and letting it happen. Like I'm still after 32 years kicking butt every single day, marketing, promoting social media, talking to renewals and new students and old students. Like it's never ending. Like I would have thought by now it wouldn't be. I mean, obviously you could hire people and I have staff now and they take off a lot of my, off of my plate a lot. But at the same time, like ask yourself the question, what did you used to do when you were building your school? What did you used to do when you were hungry? What did you used to do to get people through the door and motivate them? And not just one thing. I think Facebook is great and I use that and Google ad, ads. However, um, I still think there's a lot of grassroots things that you could be doing that take some physical attention that could really amp up your, your enrollment. Well, and that goes back to our other podcast where we talked about passion, purpose, and complacency. And, you know, we get to a certain level, we get to a certain goal, and we don't reflect or renew our goals. 
uh, right. review our progress, review our progress and renew our goals that we talked about on that podcast. Yeah. We, we get complacent. Been there, done that, man. I mean, yeah. so much so, so much so. Here, Here's the other thing I'm doing for the next four months. Actually, I want to do for the rest of my life. But um, I'm really writing down my three objection or three objectives for the year. Right. And then I, I'm now, I'm not perfect with it yet, but I'm, I'm trying to get perfect with just writing down three tasks for the day that I need to focus on. that are going to get me to the goals that I have. Right. Right. And if I get those all done, let's say I got them all done in five hours. Mm-hmm then I'm done for the day. Right. I don't pick up do anything else. I don't like, I'm really just trying to focus on three things throughout the day and then have downtime. Right. Right. Because I guess what I'm finding is the more downtime I have, the, the more motivated I am to get those other things done in the time frame that I've given myself to get them done. Right. And, and, and I know that might sound weird. Um, but to me, it's just a lot more freeing. So I've been really focusing on that uh, for the past month, actually, since I, um, August. Uh, and and I'm, I'm really trying. I'm not, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm really trying to adopt that. Um, so moving into 2024, I'll hopefully have, have it, if, if not mastered, close to having it mastered of really being focused on three things per day. And that's it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ryan Blanchard, a good friend of mine from uh, Louisiana. And uh, he wrote, we need multiple pillars of advertising. Remember, we did a podcast on pillars, right? Of, of Five or the, seven pillars. Yeah, yeah. The business, right? Back in the, geez, like we're at what, 300 and I forget. I, I made the poster. 59 today. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 359 podcasts. So, um, by the way, I had a great podcast with Gus when we celebrated the 100 year and people were popping in and talking about the success of it. Meanwhile, that whole time I'm saying, Dwayne and I have done 360 so, something, you know, but, um, but so it's interesting. And uh, Sensei Rango also wrote, I'm doing VIP cards handed out every class to bring to school free month and uniform cards. It's a new school year. Um, and uh, James Matthews, right. Anthony, keep sharing, please. Like he's got a <laughs> lot of great ideas. He's a, he's a killer school owner. Look, I could tell you this. If you look at successful people, you could see their success in their actions. Meaning like there's some people that claim to be successful and just talk crap all the time. And then there are people like Sensei Rango that are literally doing it on a day-to-day -day basis, going out, working hard and promoting and so on and so forth. So it's interesting, the VIP thing, I have them on my desk at all times. And I'm also always giving them out. Plus with our um, National Martial Art Appreciation Month, we have a whole entire week where people are going to be handing out passes, bringing in their friends and motivating their friends to come in. And if they, if they bring a friend, they get a free t-shirt and, and so on. So these are old school methods like Sensei Rango. He's an old school guy. Um, and, and, uh, I, you know, I know him and he works these systems really, really well. So it just proves to you like why, why you have to only do the new stuff and forget the old, because these are old. Technically what he's mentioning are, and this is no criticism at all, are old, old methods, 
but he's doing them with success. So who cares like that they've been around for years, get the VIP passes out, get the hollow. I, I make Halloween passes. I make Christmas passes. People give them out to their students, like start to tie it in. Don't, don't give them out, but give them out and get them to come in and bring a partner. And he says, uh, he wrote the same for adults, invite a friend to be your partner in class. They get a private lesson with me personally. He's out doing privates too. So these are all great things, you know, that, that he's doing. Well, and if you look at, okay, so you go back to statistics, not the sexy part, right? But you go back to the, st the statistics, you have a cost per lead that you have to take in consideration. But right. when you start to do some of these other things, you know, the VIP cards, there is a cost to it, right? but really, um, you know, it start so you, Yes, there's a cost to it, but you you do that. You have a bring a friend. You yeah. do the buddy week. You do um, some of these other things. The, the, the problem is, over time, you're operating expenses. I know that you said you can negotiate things, and yeah, you can yeah. on some things. But look, your, your operating expenses go up every year. Right. All right? Um, you can't negotiate with Google mm -hmm. on what you're your clicks are going to be. You can't negotiate right. with Facebook. Right. I mean, you can get better ad testings and better results, but you're going to spend yeah. money to do that. Yeah. So your cost per, here's the equalizer in all of this are exactly what he's talking about. Are the, the, um, those grassroots marketing things like bring a buddy VIP pass those type of things are, or yeah. even the, um, uh, what, what the companies where you actually leave rack car, rack cars. Right. Yeah. Rack cars. Those, right. Yeah. Those are the, those are the, um, the things that are going to help you equalize or bring your cost per lead down Yeah, when it's already rising and it's mm -hmm. going to continue to rise. I mean, it, it just, that's just the way that the world is, is works. Everything's going up. And yeah. so we got to, we, in order to sustain this, in order to have a profit margin that you want to have, you got to do these things. I mean, you don't have to, but, right. but I'm just telling you, that's the equalizer in all of this because um, it, it's going to make things a whole bunch different and better for you. And I think the majority of people that bring people, uh, your percentage, I would believe, of signing those people up is probably higher than a Facebook lead. Right. Now, not in a Google search lead, because if a right. Google search is that they're looking for a school, then they're already halfway interested. Right. right. Um, but not a Facebook lead. Facebook just happens to pop up and, and be an interruption to them. Right. Right. In most cases. Am I going yeah. wrong here in any of this? No, no, you're totally right. And by the way, don't forget, like here, here's one, here's one thing that you could do to be an inflation buster, um, you could beat the inflation, is set aside, let, let's just pretend like your overhead went up $20,000 a year, right? Think of some things that you can do within your school to make $20,000 a year or more to cover those costs so that you don't lose the profit margin, right? So do a few more parents' night outs or do a few parents' night outs that are done more successfully, you know, do an interschool tournament. Let me, you know, there are ways to beat that, that rise. Like you always have to beat your, your issues, right? So let me quickly, let me give you, can I quickly share like 10 real fast rapid fire ideas? Yeah. 
Yeah, please okay. do. So um, let me let me go quick. All right. So number one, do a complete inventory. I'm going to go fast so people could go back and listen. Do a complete inventory and audit of your student account billing and make sure all the client information is up to date. Many people change their email, cell phones, and so on. Make sure they didn't forget to tell you. Sometimes they don't realize it, and then you're no longer communicating with those people. So you think you have an active listener when in reality they've been gone for months, right? Sometimes a card stops working or credit card stop working. So make sure you're always covering all your bases and updating it, crossing all your uh, T's and dotting all your I's and so on, right? That's to build your school, right? Number two, make sure that all of your active students are engaged in the social media uh, post that you're doing or whatever you're doing on your app, send out or hand out notices to, to, uh, to let them know of all of the social media platforms that you have so that they could become a part of it. By the way, we just recently started again, sending out good job cards, right? So, and, and I already had parents take pictures of those cards and post them on social media and say, what a great thing that you guys are doing. We love you. Look how interested you are in our kid. And it really hits home. So sometimes we don't realize how important those things are. Um, number three, how do you communicate with your existing clients? Remember that there are real sources of success, marketing, in-house events, promotions, sales items, retail, send emails, text messages. We do it all, right? Like that any way you can possibly communicate, we do all of them. But communication is the key. You're building a culture and a rabid fan following, right? Number four, um, oh, where are we? I lost my number here. Hold on a second. Um, I lost my space. Okay, number four, ask people how they like to communicate, like what format it is that they do. Um, how would they prefer to be spoken to personally, right? You know, and, and really, you know, if you're sending out a text message, but they don't read text messages, what's the sense of it all, right? Right. So like, you got to make sure that they understand that. And number, the next number, Ron Sell says that, number next. Um, uh, oh, what happened here, man? It just gibbered up. Let me close this out. But it, th those are some quick, rapid fire ones to do. And um, I think, let me get back to it in a minute. But what are your thoughts on that quick? Because we are running out of time. I, yeah, I don't disagree with any of those um, at all. And you should be doing a student audit at least once a year. Um, and then depending on how big your school is, you might want to do it quarterly where you, you know, you do A through, um, you know, A through K in the first quarter and then L through, you know, like you could break it up to make it even easier too. But yeah, I totally yeah. agree. So like marketing is not necessarily an ad in the paper, right? It could be a referral no. It's not necessarily Google ads or Facebook ads. It could be internal events that you're doing that you're bringing. And every internal event, whether it be, um, you know, a, a, a Nerf Wars or a parent's night out, those things could be a great way for you to uh, bring students in, trial members in. Um, you know, what products are you promoting? Um, write a list of all your events for the next six months. Like right now, you should be thinking, it is September, so I already have my inter-school Shi'i scheduled, my Halloween party, and my holiday party. Those are events, and then I'm going to have some retail sales. I don't do a specific day because I lead up to retail, and it's like every day of Christmas selling retail for my clients. Um, you know, so uh, are you? I wrote, are you are you treating your retail like a four-letter word fail? Um, you know, do you do you feel that your retail can do better? Sometimes people hate retail. They don't want to do it. They don't want to inventory it. They stay far away from it. They use other sites to promote their retail. I personally like 
retail. I love it. Um, staff training. Here's another thing that we don't do, like train our staff to be better at what we do, better at closing sales, better at answering the phone, better at taking people on a dojo tour. All of those things, staff training is probably most important. I have three more. What are you doing to build your brand? Do you have a brand? Are you working on getting a brand message? Do they even know what your brand is? Number nine, goals we set. You and I have been saying our goals we get. Are you seeing goals on a are you setting them on a day-to-day -day basis, on a weekly basis, a monthly basis? Um, and last but not least, appreciate how lucky you really are. Um, this is an old article I could have added in a million other things, but I, I wrote that years ago about like, you know, we don't realize and we don't realize and portray it. Um, but how lucky are we to do what we do? And we want to let people know that we're proud and honored to do all that stuff or else people don't think that we're genuine. You know what I mean? They don't realize like how much we love our job. Like people want to bring their kids and recommend their friends to someone who loves their job and loves what they do, not someone who hates it. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So Anthony Rango chimed in again. Um, I'm, uh, and James Matthews, by the way, said he wants to do these things. I just moved my school. I can't do much for free, but please share low cost marketing. We, there's a ton of them there. Sensei Rango wrote every two months, women's personal protection class, get all the moms in during a regular scheduled class and all events. They leave with a folder with a free month for anyone in their family, not just for them. That's awesome. And uh, he does a family plan, by the way. So like once you pay a certain amount, Everyone in the family can train for, for that price. And James wrote three. I don't know what that means. So it's just uh, you were number three because you were like, what number am I on? Oh, thank you. <laughs> See, <laughs> I have an onset internet ADD, right? So like, okay, James, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it very much. Um, but yeah, like, so going back to it, doing grassroots, like, let's get back to that. But schedule your events you have from now until December that you could be doing positive things to really buzz the school up, get people excited. And by the way, one last thing that I think when we're asking for referrals, we have to make sure parents know this because if not, they will not give you referrals um, that their kids are not going to get lost in the crowd of the mass you know, uh, enrollment of new people. They sometimes will hold back on telling people because they're afraid to share your school because that will take away from the quality of their lessons if you have more people. So yeah. be sure that people know that adding new blood, adding new students, adding new energy is a good thing. Yeah. And I, I think with all of this, it goes back to even though we weren't really talking about this in the beginning when we were talking about health and blue zones and all those other things yeah. um, is the community. Yeah. So the, I think grassroots marketing involves a community effort. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean you're going out into the community, although that's true. I just mean that you you are in it. You are. And, and that's what we were in the beginning, right? We were doing, I don't want to say you have to do everything yourself, but we were part of everything. Yeah. We were in everything. We were at the picnics. We were at the holiday parties. Yeah. We were at the events. We were inter uh, interacting with the parents and talking with them. And, and so all of those things are vitally important. Mm. Um, I, I, I really believe this has helped because I was talking with my head instructor yeah, I go, um, I, I need you to um, really connect with those parents. Right. And he's like, well, how am I going to connect with those parents? I'm teaching. Right. I said, well, yeah, I need you to do what I did. Yeah. Go, do you remember what I did? He's like, no. 
I said, I, I didn't begin classes. I had you guys begin classes and do the warmups. And I, yeah. and, and, and so when the last class ended, I had time to talk to the parents as right. they were leaving and the other parents were coming in. Yeah, yeah. I was able to communicate and yeah. develop that relationship. You've got a five, 10 minute warm up. You got a bow in and a warm up that's happening. You don't need to be the one that does that. Right, right. Exactly. And we changed that back, I don't know, right before summer, maybe, or maybe, maybe this was back in March is when we changed it. And now, you know, he has been able to communicate with the parents better, have a better relationship with them. Um, it's just been so much. So just, I think in all of this, the community factor, creating that community that you probably once had, that now when you start to automate things, you start to lose the connection, I think yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And so really, really, really stay connected to um, your clients, their needs. And like Ali had brought up, let them know what you need. Yeah. Because probably within the confines of your own four walls, there's someone or someone's that can help you with what you're looking to do. Yeah. Dude, that's just so important. Like, again, back to the acting thing. There was a guy right there that, boom, I was on Guiding Light twice with just a simple mention during the end of my class. Like, you know, and you never know, like you might have the marketing guru, the social media influencer that you would have never not known that's out there with like 3 million followers, you know, like it, it really is about searching for answers and finding out like you might, you know, look, you should have a list of all your clients and what they do for a living and what, what they, you know, what they're involved with. Cause you never know, like maybe they have a list, maybe they work for Google, maybe they're, you know, um, you know, a marketer, like you, you gotta reach out and try to connect because some people won't tell you, they'll just bring their kids to you. They're not yep. going to get involved unless you ask. So there's, there's so much to unpack here. We could go on for another two hours, um, but there's a lot of stuff. Maybe we could have Sensei Arango on our next podcast again, because he's got a lot of great answers and it's great having him there. Yeah. We'll reach out to him. I will. I'm sure he'll be available. If he's available, um, he'll probably jump on with us. So I'll, I'll reach out to him for next week. Okay. All right. Well, Allie, thanks for, uh, you know, taking time to do this today. And, uh, I want to thank you for our friendship because yeah. I really appreciate you. Thank you. And I appreciate you as well. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day, All right. sir. All right. Bye. Have a great night. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Learner Talk podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at EliteInsights.com. Add health coaching helping school owners create a new and easy to implement revenue stream for your school. Visit adhealthcoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit leadhuntermedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group. They can be reached at academykings.com. And Spark Membership, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at sparkmembership.com. We will see you next time.